Do we do a disclaimer? We're not professionals. No, not uh, not about being professionals. We are professionals, but the <laughs> fact that you may hear some banging and drilling. Uh, We've been told it's not going to impact the podcast, but yeah. we don't know. We moved to this shiny new place, all this exposed brickwork, and they told us that there's going to be building works going on to the end of the month. And you know what that means. Builders are never on time. Yeah, at least doubling that. So <laughs> we're still going to be listening to drills and bangs in like October, yeah. which will really piss us off on prep as well. So Oh my gosh. That's a nice segue, actually. It is. Should we say hello first? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is episode two, season two of the Off the Cuff podcast. There is a remember down. Uh, uh, Don Don Ciclos is is in his in his one of two places that he travels. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two guesses. Yes, you got it on the second one, Mykonos. He's in Mykonos, but what a place! I mean, I I kind of like opened up his his stories yesterday, and I just thought I need to try and avoid this story because it looks so yeah, so it looks nice. real nice. He's on his own though. I don't mind. I don't mind traveling on my own, but I'd rather be with someone. Have you travelled on your own before? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I kind of went out to Dubai on my own. Um, yeah, 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 the whole America thing was all on my own. <laughs> um, not really travelling. Not really travelling. No. I mean, I did a bit of travelling, but it was suboptimal. I remember one day going to the beach. I went to. I flew out. I flew out. I drove out to. Um, I think it was like Florida Keys or something. Somewhere in somewhere in Florida. Oh, this would be a nice day. <laughs> drove out there in the Wrangler, top off. Yeah. Roof down. Shredded. And I got there, and I was like. I just don't want to be here. I was like, there's no one to even be like, hey, how cool is this? Like, there's, I got a picture on my phone. There was a lighthouse, and I like took a picture of me just looking down at my camera, just like, that's right. Yeah. Walk down the beach, just like, kind of patchy tanned, but shredded, and thinking like, just get out of here, man. <laughs> Go back to your apartment and like cook some egg whites or something. Yeah. But yeah, we're um we're going to talk about prep today, aren't we? Yeah. Prep updates. You've got a few questions. Um, some questions we can go through. I also go on. Are you going to go into the topic? I was going to go into just the um, kind of what we what we've what we're up to at the moment because obviously you spoke a little bit about prequel your sort of investments yeah. recently. So I was going to talk a little bit about mine in terms of what's going on for me today because um, I'm pretty excited about it. So oh yes, yeah, it's, the, it's the the day yeah launch day launch day yeah. So Team Brightman slash Brightman Fitness is launching its first email campaign, which is cool. Long time coming, something I've thought about for a long time, but never had the know-how of how to do it. And also not really an idea of how to do it, like mm. what content do you give away for free? That's what I thought. That was my bottleneck when I was thinking about email marketing for like coaching. What would you do as a coach? But let me know. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it because I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like, and the, <coughs> the initial reaction, at least on a poll on Instagram, which we'll take of a pinch of salt, um, was pretty good. So with the help of Chelsea of DigiClick Design. Um, big up, big up Chelsea. I'll put the I'll put her like website link in the in the description of the YouTube as well so you can click on it. Um because I thoroughly recommend her for anyone kind of like us who's like within this online coaching space. I think and in any kind of entrepreneur really, she's not just a, a fitness yeah. business or fitness business person, but we get stuck in the business, don't we? Not on it. And, yeah. and I was saying to Josh, as we walked in, there's just nowhere we'd have been able to even think about doing this. There's no one no. to hold me to account. There's no one to even give me the know-how of how to do it without her help. So yeah. I would give it a big shout out. She's helped me with loads of things, actually. Yeah. And I think Josh has worked with her. Yeah, she's super versatile as well. I mean, for, for Joe, obviously, it's helping with online coaching. For me, actually, mine's one I'm more specific. So there's multifaceted of that. I know she's worked with people like James Smith and, and whatnot. So great portfolio on the gill yeah yeah she's for sure. day one. she actually made the she made one of our uh, logo uh, she did tell me she that. literally she's the creator early doors inspired by me yeah no she told me that it's, it's cool yeah so hopefully she'll take me to the moon um <laughs> but yeah the email the email campaign launches today and i want to just clarify here because people have been like oh no i've missed it 
it's not it's not there's not a, there's not an intake you can join it at any time it, the content is evergreen it's just that it's quite cool this time because you're going to be like prepping alongside me sort of thing mm. but the content will be there forever um and at the end you'll have a little blueprint for fat loss which i'm pretty excited about i think it's going to be actually really valuable content and obviously for free so nice yeah yeah exciting sounds good to me exciting. how's your week been it's been pretty good. Uh, very, very stressful time away. I went. I was in Wales last week. For the people who don't follow me so closely on Instagram, I was in Wales. My my girlfriend's parents live out there, so we were dog sitting for the week. And it was a nightmare. Like thirty five minute drive to the gym and back. I had to go there twice a day. Just that I realised how valuable my time is at the moment. Which I, I actually maybe I needed that to realise how much I value like actually needing to know my 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 and to improve my time management because I took that two hours out of my day and I was just flopped and it was very, very stressful. Mm. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today being Wednesday, I felt normal. Back on it. Yeah, I literally just like slipped straight back in. Couple yeah. good, couple, we had a couple of good sessions this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just, you know, things are coming together, starting to finally see some shape come back. <laughs> I think once that waist drops in and you think, right, all right, I can see it. A bit of reassurance. Yeah, and it just, you know, slips you straight back into that kind of confidence and building into it. Yeah, it was funny because obviously last week we spoke a lot about fat loss and balancing like a lifestyle and you've already noticed i mean obviously prep is adding into that it's more i guess it's something it's more like business stuff for you but like you said that that time being valuable when you're kind of embarking on a fat loss journey that needs elite results yeah there's not there's not any balance like we're not going to kid anyone no are we like zero balance. It's, it's and there can't be no and, it, and i'll argue if there is then you're either in that 0.001 percent like nathan dasher or yeah or you're not going to do very well yeah, yeah that's it and i think especially like for us over the next three months like i, I well we, we said as we were walking in today like we both feel fine at the moment but um i guess our level of balance at the moment is within the confines of our calories and macros isn't yeah, it exactly. and it's like honestly i like you know looking at what i ate yesterday everything is like a whole unprocessed food like it's yeah do you know what i mean really it's 100 percent it's clean quote unquote it doesn't mean it doesn't taste good it have you found great. any uh little meals that you've been like repeating? oh mate i'm gonna that, already in? those turkey burgers i made yesterday i'm gonna hammer them they yeah. are so good mate. you did them in the oven no i just um max so when max was here last week my max gomboss is going to be announced as my like third coach on the team and he came to stay for a few days and he made me burgers one day and uh well in my head i've always had oh god homemade burgers like what a pain in the ass but really i just did 300 grams of turkey mince red onion onion salt uh, some breadcrumbs and like salt and pepper in there um just like mushed it up and then i didn't realize this but the the key to getting like nice charred burgers yeah is just not to oil the pan so you just put them in a the pan and obviously there's a bit of fat in the turkey so that kind of lubricates it anyway and oh my god they're so good and then i've got that eat lean cheese have you used that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not very good if it's dry but if you melt it it does i think it taste like cheese. it's gonna taste nice now. It, yeah and I, so i i made them and i melted the cheese on top and then i put tomatoes on top of it no bun just rice and I was like, oh <laughs> no bun god. just rice i was like this is gonna be so good but so, said turkey burgers it's just a turkey patty with rice oh yeah just turkey patty yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no bun involved no bun i could have gone and got buns but i didn't have any buns in so i didn't bother what about you any other oh, the breakfast tell them about the breakfast the breakfast is elite. I think I'm so good, man. I'm I'm, I'm verging on uh, maybe having to put egg whites in just for volume. I told you close, it close table. Uh, so at the moment, I have uh, almost like a like a, a BLT. So I do what I do is I, I do make it pretty crispy, crispy uh, bacon medallions. We've got two bagel thins. I put thirty grams of Philadelphia on it, Philadelphia light, and the Philadelphia light is banging. Yes, yeah, so, so you've got good. that lovely like creamy cheese on there. I get some 
tomatoes, get some little bit of lettuce, got some cri- like you can really crisp up this, but this uh, bacon medallion that I've got because it has like a thin strip on the yeah, outside. Yeah. It's not one of the ones where they've got the strip and you just cook it up, crisp up the sides. I've just been absolutely loving it for pure like. Like that's not the best volume food that you can have, right? Yeah, you can have baby rice and, or you can have oats and something else every single one and bulk it up. But for pure like enjoyment, yeah, like and palate cleanser. It takes a like it takes a while to eat as well. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. You got two bagel things there. Like you got that's like yeah. two big sandwiches there. Yeah, yeah. The you'll you'll enjoy it when you add the egg white in. It's yeah, like it a little egg white like pancake. Like, yeah. Just slap it in there. No, it's so good. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's a really Can you tell we're on prep? Yeah, innit? <laughs> oh my god, we just spent the first ten minutes talking about food. <laughs> I've been, I've been actively avoiding looking at anything to do with food, and oh, I've got, I've got, I've got a playlist saved. Like, I, but I see that about right, put it there because I know that when I'm like, I'm gonna try and hold off as long as possible. Last year, I actually made the mistake of fixating on it. And this is something for people oh, listening. I don't do it. I fixated on it last year, and it created something awful in me. Mm. Like it really, like that. I for the first time, I felt my actual relationship with food slip. Because I was so fixated on from 12 weeks out. As soon as I felt hungry, I was like, food video. I must have watched hours and hours and hours and hours of food video. Oh, I've never been one to do that. To then when the rains were off, it was fucking game on. Yeah, and yeah. it killed me. <clears throat> I just shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah, big mistake that is. I um, I think my pro card one, I started following burger pages and st- and, and then instead what I just did was like, unfollow them so you don't keep seeing them. If you want to go there, that's cool. Make a little list of restaurants. like. Cause it is annoying when you think about a cool place to go and then you forget about it. Yeah. So I've got like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I've not yeah, looked yeah. at it for ages, but I had a list in my phone of like restaurants in London I wanted to go to. Yeah, nice. Which is cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't recommend anyone looks at fucking 10K trials, mate. Nightmare. Avoid it like the plague. Yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, we were gonna talk about, cause we, without Tom here, obviously, the lifestyle element is gone, which is <laughs> kind of works quite especially well. Especially at the moment. Yeah, it? especially at the moment, cause we obviously kind of covered it last week. So this week we were just gonna talk about I guess our preps and a bit of an insight into like what it's gonna look like, like bare all. Um, we'll tell you everything that you want to know, and then Josh has, I think, accumulate some questions from followers. Yeah, we can, we can kind about. of pick a theme. Cool. There's loads of them. All right, sweet. That sounds good. What should we What should we start with? Sort of where we're at now with it. We, uh, you've opened. You said about shows, right? So should we line out? You've talked about your shows. Some of them. Oh, okay. Them. But yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to talk about them. Yeah, we could talk about what we've got lined up, how many weeks, how we see the next X amount of weeks going for, for one another. Yeah. And then like what our plan is when we go, you know, with the shows and what we're saying when we yeah, get Yeah, man, it's exciting. Said, so you want to go first? Yeah, well. Or shall I go? No, you're going first because you, your, your competition is first, isn't it? So, yeah, so my first competition is the One Bro Pro Show. That's uh, the 31st of July. So that puts me at just under 12 weeks out, 11 and a half weeks out. Damn. 11 weeks out on Sunday. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm 113 kilos, 113 and a half kilos. That's pretty, that's honestly, like when I look back and I think I like put the numbers up a little bit in my head, I was pretty much 114 and a half, 115 on like a heavy day. But when I started preps, I'm a, I'm a kilo and a half down. I'm starting to get veins everywhere. I'm starting to get really, mm. so I'm getting a bit excited about how much weight's been put on. Yeah. And I think for me, realistically, yeah. 100 kilo, 101-ish seems pretty, pretty sound. I was 96 and a half, so anything above four kilos for me would be good. So that's, that's crazy. That's Twelve kilos, eleven weeks in one in one off season. That's crazy. Well, we'll see when we get there. Might, yeah, might yeah. be different when you get there. Yeah. Um, and then following that, we've got the Tampa Pro, which is the sixth or seventh, sixth or sixth and seventh of August, followed by the Texas Pro, which is the following week, which is the thirteenth and fourteenth. And during that, Mr. Brightman's going to come out. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Come out yeah. for Tampa. You're going to 
Yeah. The plan, well, the plan for me, the, t Texas has been earmarked as like a definite, I'm definitely going to do Texas. Like I have to be ready for that show. So what's that, 14, 15 weeks out? 15 weeks out of that one? 13. 13 weeks out of that one. Then 14. Tampa is a Tampa is a week before. And in my head, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be ready for Texas, like I'm probably going to be ready for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, if I have to push it. And like if, you know, if, you if you get some points, you get some points. Yeah, exactly. So what I, and I think as well, I need to rack up as much, um, stage time as I possibly can obviously I'm going yeah, into an entirely new uh category I've got posing to learn I've got routines to do like I've got shit to get done so I need to I need to get up there and feel comfortable feel confident up there the the, the hilarious thing is that Brion is doing that Texas show um which is amazing I, I'm I'm gassed about that it's like ex-Mr Olympia like what did he win it two three times yeah it's crazy to stand next to him would be mind-blowing yeah it'd be insane um that's the sort of shit that I like dreamt of last year like it's crazy so That'd be really cool, um, and I'm. I kind of spoke about it in that first YouTube, but I'm. I'm so excited about the the. What I hope will be the difference this year is like I had to kind of do it all. Obviously, I had Lou with me, at, Lou Blackwell with me at times, but I was I was the one on prep. Whereas like, for me and Josh to be going out together, staying together, training together, dieting together. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just going to be, it's going to be like a team effort, I think, which yeah. is I'm really excited about. And we've got Andy um, the videographer out with us for the whole yeah. three weeks that we're out there. So Andy will come, so it'll all be documented. Cal should be there. Like Josh's mum's coming, I think my dad's coming, Josh's girlfriend. So it's it's just gonna be a vibe, which it wasn't last year. Like yeah. I really missed that. I, I thought last year was gonna be amazing and it sort of crashed on its as I've said so many times on its face, but I'm really excited for this. So yeah, we've got we've got those shows. You didn't mention anymore, but I'm I will continue. Um definitely for one more, Italy. Um, which is in I think it's in Rome in mid uh, September two weeks before the Arnold's and then obviously my dream ever from last year from sitting in that crowd was to be on that Arnold stage so <coughs> I will most likely finish there um, providing I get the invite which we should find out about this month they've pushed it back a bit yeah. I think I'd also do that as well and if there's a chance for me that I get if I'm honest if there's a chance for me that I'm looking good and in eight, eight, eight or nine weeks and then I'll probably jump in in, in some in mid-July as well there's a few in Europe that you can that I could jump in uh, there's the there's Portugal in Estoril. That's where we lost that first. Yeah, shit, that, right? redemption. And then there's also Have another they? one in Alicante, which is the Euro, the Euro, whatever it is, the Euro champion. Europa Pro, or is that? It's one of those, one of those ones, run by Emilia. So uh, you know, yeah, if maybe. I'm in, if I'm in shape, I'll do those. Um, we'll see. It's gonna be one of them ones, isn't it? Like I've already done it. I've already done that thing where I've been like, okay, we're gonna do this show. Kyle, let's just drop it a bit more. Let's just do it forward. Let's just pull it forward. Yeah. You're like fuck it, let's go. It's doable. It's just, like, yeah. I just I just don't want to like push it just for the sake of like jumping in in eight weeks and then like, yeah, potentially yeah. like potentially uh, changing a look. Yeah, you know, you don't want to fade. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin that look. I've yeah. done that before, I think, and I don't want to jump there again. Yeah, cool. So that's our that's our plan. And then in terms of what we've got to come off, so what you think you've got 13, 14 kilos to come off? Yeah, I reckon hundred. So 13, 13 <coughs> and a half kilos. Okay. I, so I'm one one I'm one one seven this morning. So me and Josh have gone. Big boy. Me and Josh have gone like this. No, not this. I've gone the other other way. But my obviously I was cruising for a long, well not longer, but cruising for later than Josh. Yeah. So my cycle is probably only just kicking in now, which obviously you get that initial you get that initial bump up in weight from various factors. Um, so after seeing a low of one one five point nine, I then went back up to one one eight over the weekend. Um, which is cool. I'm calm. It's, it's not a problem. Like I, I was watching my condition. It wasn't getting any worse. It cannot be body fat. There is no way it can be yeah. body fat. So I'm, I'm relaxed about it. And I went through some posing this morning. Um, I just think there's like a significant 
amount more tissue on my body, which I'm quite proud of. Yeah. In a short period of time, like I, I got a couple of glute lines this morning. Like they're not shredded by any means, but there's like there's definition in my glutes, which yeah. is I've not even seen that before. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Like my doctors were popping, never happened before. So I think all the work that we put in, I'm feeling really that's excited that, for. That's like jumping on that. Like jumping on that adductor, finally. <laughs> yeah, like we've obviously been training together like now for the last three, four weeks, and like my hamstring strength is. It's like it on another level now, which is really cool. So like lying leg curl, seating leg curl, stuff like that. It's all stuff I wouldn't normally touch many people on, but feels really strong now, so that's cool. Yeah. Um. But I reckon, I reckon I'll be shocked at how much weight comes off. Like I wouldn't be surprised. My cap is one oh four. Yeah. Sometimes you just get those times where you just lose like two or three kilos. Yeah. Just week. bang, just drops like, off. And oh, you're like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think one oh four point. I need to be one oh four, but I think I'll. I, I think I could come in at one one hundred. I thought it was one oh five. Oh, I did see this the other day. I think it might have gone up, maybe. Six one. Maybe they added another in. I'm, I'm, no, I'm between six and six one though. Okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, I was as well then, to be fair. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but I've kind of, Cal's made for both of us quite a lot of adjustments over the last, quite quick ones. But I, I, I kind of think they need to happen. Yeah. It's a, a tricky one, isn't it? It's one of the ones. It's like, do you wait and see the impact, or do you just preempt it and make some changes? I mean, work like like we said potentially in the last podcast, like the worst case scenario is you get lean early, then you start. You know, people don't understand this when you're in condition you don't need a deficit you know so yeah. that hour of cardio that you know 1000 calories or whatever you know obviously I'm exaggerating like that's a huge deficit so actually when you're in condition yeah. you can remove all that and I've been in that position that's my first year when I went for my program it was incredible I couldn't believe what was happening mm. where I was doing all this cardio all this hard work and once I was there there was zero cardio just 10,000 steps yeah. I, was start, I, I finished the season on 3000 calories and I was, I was still starving still felt like shit but like me, I wasn't getting up to do cardio. I had all my time back, and I was like, "Whoa, this is like magic." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess that will because we've got quite long seasons ahead of us, like like drawn out ones. Like, will obviously be the plan for both of us. Like, you don't really want to be going back into deficits after shows. Like, that's that's where I messed up last year. Yeah. So keeping control of ourselves after shows, no matter how much we've got to celebrate, if there's another show, we have to stay on point. Unless, unless I win, then fuck it. Yeah, unless you win, <laughs> then, then fucking chill. But, to um, the Olympia Sun. Yeah, same goes for me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, that's uh, that's our setup at the moment. What's your, what's your, where's your macros? Where's your cardio steps? And so drugs, if you want to talk about them. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So I'm at f- ten thousand. Uh, no, I do eleven thousand steps, thirty-five minutes of cardio every day, fasted. Um, that fasted cardio will be with Clen T3, your Himmine T4. And also have my thermos down in the morning as well. Growth and growth as well. Yeah, one point five. Uh, no, two IU of growth in the morning as well. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into the doses of like T3 clan and all stuff because all that stuff has been titrated up. I don't necessarily know whether people need to be like matching someone who's going for like to try and qualify the Olympia, especially with just things that like play with your like metabolism and stuff. Like, I'm just must keep it out of it. But they're good doses. Like, I'm not going to lie, they're not like small doses, right? We're going in. Um, do that cardio, I have 3,300 calories in my training days. It's about 450 carb, 275 protein. I'm very flexible, like I'll give and take 50 grams of protein here and there for carbohydrates or fats if I'm feeling a good meal. Um, for example, I made like a banging risotto last night, which I normally wouldn't do. Um, so I'm a little bit flexible like that as long as my calories are there. And it's 2,800 on my non-training days, which is uh, today. Uh, they both feel like pretty low now. I'm pretty like hungry. Really? Like I'm pretty fucking hungry now, but um, but feeling good. In terms of like full anabolic, so uh, testosterone, it was Mastron and it was Tren. Um, I've not noticed 
as big a change as I thought I would. I basically went from 150 milligrams of testosterone per week, doubled it to 300 within two weeks, uh, put 600 milligrams of Mastron propionate in, put 100 milligrams of Tren E in. I, like, that's like, you know, a gram of gear, mm. you know, from 150 and yeah. I thought, right, <clears throat> if I put a gram of gear in, I should be like, whoa, this is it. And I remember that feeling very, very well after three or four weeks last year. Um, and I've just noticed that I've not necessarily had that. So I've just switched out all my Mastron for Prima Bowling that I had in my off season because I know that was real, I could feel that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I've done like free injections of that. Same, same, so 600. My testosterone is just a 400 now, so 400, 600, 100. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like we've probably got a little bit more room to push Primo up now because Primo's <coughs> going to be pushed a little bit higher. Obviously there'll be things like Anabar which probably will come in later on down the line. But for now, that's where I'm at. Three injections in. I'm honestly, I don't know where it's in my head, but like I feel fuller. And I've done Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and this morning. I think that I think this week something's changed this week for me as well. So obviously, having said that, what Josh had just said, we I think we we're using all the same compounds uh, in slightly different doses at the moment. Um, so again, the same goes for me. So I'm on. Uh, I was just looking at my calories there. I am on 3140 on rest days which is 300 protein um i am a bit stricter with protein but like i just enjoy it like i quite i quite love it so it's all good it keeps me full it's good, yeah, it's good for satiation yeah so i go and also the thermic effect of food if you want to talk about that um so i go 300 protein 350 carb 60 fat on rest days and then on training days um it's 200 calories more so it's 450 carb um, but less fat so 40 fat um i feel absolutely fine um, the the beauty of what the beauty of what's going on at the moment is I'm so fucking busy that like I'm literally like I'm not I'm not I'm not even thinking about eating like I don't wake up and go oh my god I'm hungry I wake up I get my cardio done and I sit at my desk and I have a coffee and honestly because of the time we're training like we're training at about eleven so I have to leave about half ten so honestly get to about quarter ten I'm like oh shit I've got to eat and I've already been up like four hours yeah. I've done the fasting that I need to so for me now at the moment like I'm good I'm actually I have this real rapid switch in my headspace that goes from like bulking to cutting and like immediately i'm like a scavenger yeah i'm like no i gotta i gotta save that till later yeah which actually i think is probably not good for my weigh-ins because i think it means i eat quite a lot later in the day i do the same thing i had a huge meal the other night and i woke up that was when i woke up heavier and i was like i bet it was that still under my calories but it was just a shed load of food but yeah so my setup is wake up um clean your himbine t3 t4 uh tell my sartan and yeah, growth. Same two I use of growth, same as Josh. Um I then do my I do two two rounds of abs. So I do oh, um, Josh has just I got just in got as that, well. Yeah. We both bought the like the little ab max. I was like we weren't doing it at the end of our sessions were we? So no, I was just no. like, I'm gonna do it every morning. It's perfect. Game changer. Yeah. And uh oh and obviously both I obviously have black coffee as well, which helps yeah, to get yeah. the black coffee as well. Helps to caffeine. get the uh the heart rate going. So I then do my two sets of abs, which is like anything from like unweighted fifteen reps to like weighted like a bit lower reps, like I've got a kettlebell. And then jump on the bike 30 minutes every day at the moment for me, which is absolutely fine. Actually, today I did it. I know I moaned yesterday. Today I did it and I jumped on and I, like, I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, I've done half an hour. Yeah, so yeah. it was good. Um, was and it's no problem for me. Like, I actually hope I can keep up some discipline as we go into well, as I'm not competing after this because, like, this makes me say feel it every year, though. I know. It just makes me feel good, man. It's so much better. It makes me feel really good. Like, I, I my alarm goes off. I feel fit. My alarm goes off and I get up. Yeah. There's no there's no negotiation. I don't lay there. And I get up and I do my cardio. I have my shower and I'm like I just feel good. Like I need to I need to keep on it. Cold shower? Yeah, cold shower still. I need to remember it. The cold shower is nice today actually. I've mastered it now. I do like shallow breathing until oh, yeah. I'm like and then I'm like 
because it does take your breath away, boys. Um, but yeah, so that all goes in in terms of um, of ton calories. My my steps are at my steps are actually between eight and ten thousand because steps are causing me some real ag behind my knee. So we said let's pull that down a little bit, which actually feels okay now. And then obviously training is the same as Josh five times a week. Um, I'd have a bit more lower body volume in. And then in terms of anabolics, so I've gone from yeah one two five test um, in anthate, and I've swapped over to. Um, Faster acting, faster acting esters, so like propionate, so testosterone propionate, master and propionate, but now primo and uh, tren acetate. Yeah. Um, and the reason being, and the reason being to see that impact quickly. So obviously, ideally you'd use longer acting esters because you don't have to pin as frequently. Yeah. There's less stress, less inflammation, less of a ball ache to be honest. Yeah. Um, but if you do start with short acting esters, you're going to see that impact quicker. It's not because of water retention it's not because uh, later on we're going to swap it is just because if i take enanthate i wouldn't see any impacts until five six weeks down the line whereas i've been i've been well I've, yeah i've been super physiological now for for two weeks and as i said last week i felt knackered training didn't feel good whatsoever yeah. this week like literally monday was a gr that was pvs across the board i think yeah. for both of us yeah, yeah. and then yesterday like even my lower day which is a bit of a bitch like felt pretty good nice um so yeah that feels nice and then obviously today's a rest day and it feels like a well-earned one as well so yeah, um, my anabolics are 450, 450 test, which I think is a bit, bit higher than Josh, 750 primo, which again is a bit higher, and then 100 trend. Um, which, I, I, a disclaimer as well from us, like, this is not advice, please don't take it as advice, and please understand where we're at in our journeys. Yeah. Um, I would still say, from the cycles I hear in the ether, they're pretty mild, pretty mild, which is nuts yeah. to think that when we're on over a gram of gear, but... Yeah. You have to remember, Primo is one of the safer steroids. Um, testosterone is like the base. And then, yeah, Tren, a bit more sort of neurotoxic potentially, um, but at a very low dose, like hopefully not causing too much damage. Yeah. Um, and from, you know, from all the research that we've done and all the, not that we've done, but people we talk as to. a collective, um, really like it, the orals are the ones that are going to cause quite significant damage like further down the line and quickly and quickly as well um i was uh, the reason i say that is because watching the the john Dewitt thing this morning i was doing my little bit of cardio and there's a study where six milligrams of winstrol right <laughs> six milligrams oh, bearing in mind people this. run 25 50 milligrams yeah, right yeah. the impact on your hdl and ldl is sickening really? six milligrams for i think it was six weeks and it was like a 33 percent increase in h um wow. Uh, sorry, 33% increase in HDL, which is your protective one. Whereas, increase or decrease? Uh, sorry, yeah, decrease. Whereas yeah. actually testosterone, uh, sipping it at the same period of time, actually increased your HDL. So, I mean, there is the chasm between yeah between orals. and uh, so yeah, that's true. That's and, true. and John Dewitt quite rightly says, like, you want to avoid orals, like, the plague if you can. Yeah. Um, and sure, they come in later down the line, but just know that you're absolutely going to hammer your cholesterol, yeah, it's among other things, the, livers, kidneys. The way I've learned it is it's, it's, like, extremely situational. And if you can create that look without it, then do. Yeah. You know? And that situational is when, you're, when your reward is a pretty fucking good one. Yeah. You know? And, and when you're doing... I, I, you know, I can't sit here and say what you should and shouldn't take, but in my opinion, like, if you're going for this as, as a job, there's your very, very small window of situation. Mm. And small window, like, I'm talking two weeks. Like, you can use Winstrol yeah. for a week, like, three days, and you'll notice the difference. Maybe even quicker, because it's a very it's a very fast-acting drug. But within a week, it's in, you're at a peak. Boom, you've got that look. Take it off. It's, 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 
orals, and this is the issue with these people that think, oh, you know, let's do an oral oral cycle. Not only are they extremely, oh, not only are they extremely toxic, they're very cosmetic, more so than anything else. As in, like when you put it in, you get the effect that you want. When you take it out, it goes. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that between competitions, I put it in for a week, do my competition, think, fuck, like I really noticed this. And then within three days, I've stopped, and I'm like, oh, have I regressed? Mm. No, my weight's the same. Everything else is the same. It's like just the the look that it Purely gives you because it's so cosmetic, right? Yeah. And and when you combine that very short or that cosmetic reason with the toxicity, what it trashes with your cholesterol, the things that it can do so quickly, it, it does the risk to reward is like very, very slim there. I barely ever use Winstrol with any of my clients, you yeah. know. One of the really common things we'll hear as well is like an anavar only cycle. It seems like every, like yeah. the, um, the amount of people I get asking me like, oh, I don't really want to pin, like, can I just take anavar? It's like, no, it's not going to help you. Like anavar will, it's going to crash your, your HPTA, which is the axis that creates your hormones that you need. Um, it, it's it's an oral. It's going to impact your your lipids and your cholesterol, as I've seen in my own blood work before as well. Um, you might get like some very tiny benefits for, to training, yeah. potentially. Like we will probably put it in when training starts to regress, like a bit further down the line, yeah. like when we need a bit more of a pump in training, a bit more performance, retain some strength because obviously strength is what helps you maintain the muscle you've built. But Anyone looking at doing an anavar only cycle, like please don't do it. Yeah. It's 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 not good. It's going to be really unhealthy. And the most annoying thing is it's like really ineffectual. Like just just stay natural and just train hard. Like you will probably see very very similar results. Like For sure. And th the kickback is even if you see a bit of improved results for that time period you're using anavar, when you come off you've crashed your testosterone anyway. So you've gone from yeah. here to now here. Um, and it and, takes and time even to get lower in fact because you're not actually, you're not you're not exogenously stimulating that testosterone pathway anymore. So you've just taken Anovar, which I don't even think really would, I don't, I've not looked at someone's Anovar only blood work, but I'm not sure it'd even have an impact on testosterone, if not just to shut it down. Yeah, that's, that's it's, it's a big concern, like, it's not it's not smart. Yeah. Um, so similarly for, like, the way that you might hear us structure our cycles, like, would start low and titrate up. You know, so the, the doses I'm on now, like I didn't start on that. I started a little bit less. It's only been four or five weeks. We've put things up and it will continue to go like every couple of weeks. The benefit of doing that, and this is where I've segued from this because people like to throw in those oral kickstarters. Yeah. You, like, it's like, okay, you're just like, the longer you stay on steroids, the more toxic load you get, the yeah. more you accumulate, the more damage you do. So if you start with just like something that's gonna slam you as hard as that straight away, like you best believe that if you've got your blood works checked and you titrated it up to eight weeks, the the eight, the eight weeks blood work would be much better than if you if you'd thrown that uh, that oral kickstarter in or whatever. Like yeah, you might feel it, but as soon as you take it out, it's like you just like hit yourself with a sledgehammer of toxic and then and then, temporary. and then taking it away, and then you just let the the injections that you're taking take over. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's crazy. And people say, oh, but you'll get the gains faster. Yeah, but you'll also like you you might get gains. Uh, however x amount faster but you're also doing x amount of damage quicker and actually the titration the slow approach we can stay on cycle a lot longer mm. you know and actually the, the long-term damage of those cycles is is, is 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 less than if i was to hammer it yeah based off my own blood work and my own experience i'm not a doctor <laughs> it's just not um it's just not worth it which we come back to time and time again like we came back to it with the, the whole podcast in the last season just not worth it it doesn't whether it looks it or not like i promise you it's not and um I think actually to like illustrate that point in terms of if you can avoid orals, like bear in mind what Josh just said there about orals being largely cosmetic, like they're not gonna help you build muscle. They're just gonna help you look a slightly different way. And that look we're talking about is like dry, hard, grainy. 
they are just um, synonyms for fat-free. <laughs> like, if you get mm. fat-free, if you lose as much body fat as you possibly, possibly can, and a caveat to that is there's always more to lose than you think, most likely, like, you will look hard, dryny, drainy, hard, grainy, and dry without needing to use Winstraw and Anavar. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a bit of a culture of, like, oh, it's got to be part of the prep cycle. I don't, I've got, I've got... Three lads at the moment um, that are going to compete in in the next two months in the UK, and definitely, definitely two of them I'm not going to be using any oils with because they just simply don't need it. They're just bang on already. They are going to be as hard and dry as they need to be, yeah. and I don't think Winstrol's going to help that. And certainly, it's going to obviously absolutely nail their cholesterol. So yeah. they've, you know, <laughs> I sit here from a bit of a position of hypocrisy because I'm going to try and ru rush into some shows. Because for me, the risk does outweigh the benefit, or the the benefit does outweigh the risk in in the terms of like, if I do this show and I do well, like I could qualify for the Olympia or at least get some points on the board to do so. So it's worth it for me. But that's I guess that's what we're saying. Like for a lot of people, it's not. And ideally, what you do is have a really nice long prep, where you don't have to ramp things up quickly. You don't have to make the quick changes we're making. Yeah. But I've just got that I don't know got that buzz of spontaneity. I'm like, yeah. let's just get it done. Yeah. Um. So. Listen, do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's uh, that's our setup. I think I think I think I covered everything there. Yeah, food, drugs, output, training. Yeah, that's it. Um, what else would you like to talk about in terms of prep? Do we have some questions, or have you got some stuff to, before that? Um, nah, I think from in terms of prep, I mean, there are questions about prep, but. I think we could just go through them as a Q and A anyway, because there's some different ones we can talk about. Yeah, for sure. Even if there's not prep questions, I don't mind. Yeah, we can talk about whatever. Um, do you think you can be too lean for men's physique specifically? Uh, I don't think you can be too lean. No, um, but I think if you, I'm still up in the air about this, even as an idea. As someone who's assisted. Can you lose muscle on prep? I'm a bit like uh, I know, like it's so I, difficult it, to answer. It that. really scrambles my brain. It's like there's periods of time where I'm like, no, I'm building muscle. Yeah, and then there's periods of time where I'm like, mm, well, I must be losing muscle now, like at some point. I f yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you can be too lean for men's physique, and the reason I say that is because the leaner you are, you, you've just got more wiggle room. I think there's less room for error. I think you come into that show much more, like. Let's say you're ready early. You probably can start feeding your food up. You're stress-free. If you want to look a bit less lean, like you can do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can go back into surplus or whatever. I think what uh, what I think is amazing about getting absolutely like glutes in lean, if that's what you want to do, I think there's more room for error with them peaking, but as in like a uh, good room for error. As in you can fuck up a little bit because you've made that you've made this like deficit to make up for that mistake yeah and i also think that like peaking for example like say you're absolutely nailed like you are so shredded when you fill up like the the, the difference is really quite impressive yeah when you go from flat shredded to full shredded yeah. like josh like josh last year like shrink wrapped absolutely shrink wrapped and he was definitely leaner than i was last year 100 i was pretty shredded at one point and it got worse but like i remember i remember like it was the leanest i've ever been but josh was like another level of lean I think like um, a few like another percent down because when you peak like it was whether it was stress or whatever like shrink wrapped your abs were that like, first one bang. I, I never ever felt that in for, for six years of competing one competitor always you, and we can get this day to day sometimes 
you know, when you've eaten a lot of food and you've drunk and you haven't manipulated anything and you just look at your abs and you feel them, you think they're fucking whomping. And like, you sh you feel like, like so tight. And that happens very, it happened on stage and I've never had that on stage. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. And I just looked down and I went, I looked like a mutant. And I just was feel like full chest hanging out. Yeah. I was like, this is it. This is what we've just done. I remember seeing the pictures and I was like, this is the best Josh I've ever seen. And like by a country mile as well. I was like, he is absolutely on. Um, which was, well, yeah, it was amazing. And I, and I put that down to the fact that he was just leaner than me. Yeah, it, it gives you uh, more more room for, like more, more room for food, you know? Yeah, we can, you know, we can use all these words, dry, yeah. you know, hard. It, it was lean, he was leaner than I was. And yeah. therefore his peak was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, um, no is my answer. Yeah, what do you think? unless, I, I think like mostly no unless, unless weirdly like you, your upper body is completely 100% in and your lower body isn't, then I don't necessarily see the need to push more, but very rare, like there's such a weird body fat yeah. distribution. That would need to be like, when we say in, I'm talking like lower lats are like feathered. Exactly. Um, and like to have your lower lats feathered and your glutes like fat, it's very rare. Like they're like yeah. gonna be in at the same time. So more often than not, like it's like so in very, 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 very hard to have glutes that are like paper thin. So just keep going really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I put this in my story and people went crazy, but do you track, do you track your vegetables? Uh, at the moment, I'm not, but I will start to. Like, for me, that's quite a good adjustment to make. Just start counting the carbs from your vegetables and you lose, like, 30 or so. Yeah, so at the moment, because they're not, like, it's not ridiculous. Like, I'm not hammering, like, a whole courgette in once a day. Okay. okay. I'm not hammering. I'm trying to think about what I'm eating in terms of veg at the moment. In fact, the veg I will track is the stuff that I'm, like, that I've got, like, the microwave stuff going on. Like, the bird's eye, bird's eye stuff, which I will track because there's, like, I just know there's going to be food in that. Yeah. Um, at the moment, actually, at the moment, I'm just not tracking salad, but I will track everything else. Um, like tomatoes are being tracked. I mean, I had some asparagus the other day. It's having that awareness of what's high in calorie and what's not. Yeah. Like, asparagus are, is yeah, like, yeah, it might as well be fucking calorie free, man. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, or like sweet corn and peas, they have higher carbohydrates. Yeah. Carrot would be, always be tracked. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, salad leaves at the moment not tracked. Yeah. Um, in fact, I even had like 100 grams of runner beans the other day and I tracked them. So actually, I guess you could say I am mostly tracking my veg. Yeah. But you said... So I don't track anything. I don't track any of my vegetables. Because you keep it the same. Because I keep... Well, you know what? I don't really keep it the same, but like the set... <laughs> well, the same the same vegetables are in rotation. The same amounts and the same vegetables are in ro rotation. So if every third day I have like half a tomato or a tomato, like I just... I don't even count that, even though I know it's a slightly higher carbohydrate. Because I know that it's it, pretty good though. Yeah, it's not too bad. But some of the things that potentially, like for example, I threw in some. some I'd count. I'd count sweet corn. Yeah. I'd count peas. Carrots as well. Uh, I probably wouldn't count. Really, carrots. I'd count carrots. I don't know why. It's because I just grate them. I think there's nothing there. Fair. But great fiber. Um, yeah, so that's that's why I wonder. And, and people were like blown away. Like, yeah, but calorie. I'm like, yeah, but it's the same. It's the same amount of calories. And if it's not, it's within ten. So yeah. when you when 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 you think like day to day. Like I burn fifteen hundred calories in a workout. Like I'm sure there's a day when I when I burn a hundred extra. I'm sure there's a day where I burn a hundred less. Like it's it's just it's averages. So it's, mm. it will averages out. Yeah, it makes sense. The reason I do track it, or I will be even more militant with it as time goes on, is because I am prone to like filling my plate up. Yeah. Like I know as I start to get hungry, there there just will be more veg, and it it will add up. The where it becomes important for me is like my calories often have to get quite low. 
So let's say I'm on 1900 calories. Well, if I have 200 calories from veg, which is more than likely on a day, like the sort of fucking shit I eat when the prep goes on, like the amount of veg I'm eating, like I'm suddenly going to be on 2100. And that's a pretty, that's a lot, that's an extra 200 calories a day yeah. for seven days a week. That's 1400 calories of veg. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I will get myself in trouble if I don't track it. And I just find it, it's like peace of mind for me. For sure. Um, because and also I like I like to zhuzh up my salads and all sorts like there's gherkins going in there olives yeah. and all sorts of bottles. yeah I was don't count jalapenos I don't count jalapenos onions, fair enough I, again I do count jalapenos <laughs> when I when I when I get down to it um, but also just the other thing to kind of the, a side note on that is something I learned last year was about um, electrolyte balance and sodium and potassium and that is another reason why I track it because like for example tomatoes hella potassium and jalapenos all your like all your pickled stuff it's pretty sodium heavy or it can be um so i and i want to have a a picture of that because i remember last year thinking there was quite often where i was going into gym same time same day taking post-workout pictures and being like what like i look totally different like really good or really bad and and also my sleep was terrible i was waking up multiple times throughout the night to go to the toilet and me and callum um established it was because my electrolyte balance was way off like i was having four times as much sodium as as potassium so, so what I, do you do now? So, I, like, at, like again, at the moment where I'm not worried about yeah. my condition fluctuating day to day, yeah. I'm all right with it. But like, there will become a time where I'm literally even weighing out the salt that I put in my food. And well, you put low salt on. Yeah, so I use low salt at the moment, which is um, like a higher potassium salt, yeah. like six to six percent potassium, thirty whatever four yeah. percent. And uh, you, a lot of people will f- will f- will struggle with potassium. They'll be like, "Where do I get it from?" Yeah. It's in a lot more than you think, actually. Like dark chocolate has a lot of potassium in. Um, tomatoes have a lot of potassium. Obviously, bananas, potatoes, bananas. Um, and what was the other one that I was going to say? Oh yeah, and then the supplement needs electrolyte powder. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an absolute god. I've yet to crack mine that you've given me. Yeah, I'm going to crack it, it tomorrow morning. Yeah. After my cardio, just hammer that in. It's, it's, I mean, it tastes amazing, and it gives you a little boost. Like the the ratio of sodium potassium in that is is great. It's like one to four, I think, of yeah. sodium potassium, which is awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I will track those things. Uh, protein per meal? How many meals do you have at the moment? I am having... you said you have 300 protein, so... I'm having... Uh, probably having... I'm already only having four meals, actually. So I have my yeah. pre-workout meal, which has about 50, 60 grams of protein in it. I'll get back at the moment, and this is... Now I've sort of got into this groove, this is probably going to continue. Um, I've been having, like, about 200 to 250 grams of cooked chicken, which is quite a lot. That's, like probably 70 80 grams of protein yeah, that's quite a lot. um with some rice and veg or salad i will then like that's the beauty of that is that's a, like what time are we getting back from the gym i'm getting back from the gym two. about two ish yeah. two three so i'm having that meal then then at five what i've been doing this week which at some point will drop out because it's just not sustainable but i'll make a i'll make a an alternative is having protein powder mixed with like alpro yogurt okay so i'm keeping the dairy out because it just messes me up but like whey isolate and Mixing that with Alpro, there's like an Alpro Greek one and Alpro vanilla. Mixing that, having like berries in there and some um, brown flakes. So I guess those two meals are going to be like probably about 100 grams of protein in the first that that second one, and then maybe um, uh, yeah, probably about 70 in the next one. Yeah, I didn't even say. Did I say my first meal? Did I skip? Yeah, you no, know, you said breakfast. Yeah, breakfast, which is the, the same as Josh, the bacon and bagel stuff and egg white, and then. Um, and then my last meal will be again like just a big serving of meat. Like last night I had like three hundred grams of turkey mince, which again is like pushing hundred grams of protein. So that then plus all the trace light work. Yeah. What about you? It's really, really similar. Fifty maybe forty, fifty pre workout. I do twenty interest or 
do oh, yeah. my EAAs. Um, 50 post, uh, 60 meal free, and then I have like a, a protein shake and some cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a small meal. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like 60, 60, 60, 240, and then Trace. It's, it's, I, f- I found this really funny actually, because I remember obviously I was in, I was on 300 protein throughout the whole of my last prep, and yeah. then I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is so easy. Like, I'm eating so much protein. And then off season comes around, and I'm suddenly struggling to get 250 in. Cause I'm like filling up with other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then now again, it's just so easy. Like, it's so easy. Protein can be really bloody tasty. Really good. Really, and really good. Super filling as well. Like that big chicken meal at lunch, that turkey mince meal in the evening. Like it's banging. Yeah. Big fan. Turkey mince is so high protein. Yeah, crazy. Man, and and cool. super low fat as well. Yeah. And actually, fairly tasty. Um, any awkward feelings when TMC goes off on uh, about the dangers of PAD? PEDs and death. No, because no. we are aware of those, and we also talk about them, and we also like we're not oblivious to what we're doing. We know exactly what we're doing. Like for me to go to Tom, like what you cussing my sport out for, and he just goes, "Why am I lying?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> like people die. Yeah. We are killing ourselves. We're taking years off our lives. Like for a lot of people that listen to him and us, it's not worth it." You know, me and Joe are just those people that think it is for us. And and we accept those things. And I think that we would be silly and uh, it'd be very ironic if we were to like have a go at him for it because we yeah. stand by that type of thing. It's, uh, it's a real short period of time as well, isn't it? Like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. For, for me anyway, it's going to be, definitely. Um, I started using antibiotics when I was 24. The first couple of years were really, really quite... Um, <laughs> You have to think the people that have died and the people that are dying, they are probably 20, no, maybe 15 years older than us mo- for the most part. Yeah. Or, what, 100 pounds heavier than us? Yeah. I'm thinking like Dallas McCarver, like, we're like big. We're we're big guys, but these guys are on another level. Like, you go to these bodybuilding shows, not joking, when I was at New York Pro last year, I saw that Hassan Mustafa guy, oh, like yeah. Nick Walker. You, you, you realise you are nothing. Yeah. You are a tadpole, mate. Yeah. Like, I got a picture with next to Nick Walker and I was like, look at that. Like, I'm taller than him, obviously, but I was thinking, fuck me. I, I have big arms, I'd say. Yeah. I was looking at his like, shit. <laughs> like, you're a little boy. Man. And I felt like a little boy. So, so no, there, there's no awkward feelings because it's all legit. We have, we share those same concerns. Yeah. Um, and because I don't believe I'm doing anything that are gonna, um, you know, maybe at the end of my life, we've spoken about this before. Sure, it might take a few years of my life. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If I, if you know, if I was going to live to ninety, <laughs> instead I live to eighty-five because of the five years I spent yeah. assisted bodybuilding. What about if it's sixty to fifty-five? Oh, that's a big problem. It's <laughs> a sticky one still. That's a bit of a sticky one still. Yeah, I'll be very sad about that because that'll be my heart. I'm trying to be retired by then, so yeah. Hopefully not. <clears throat> What's the difference between banning something and reverse banning it? Uh, sounds pretty obvious. That is. Well, if you ban something, you are making it harder. And if, well, you are, you are increasing the resistance as you go through the concentric. If you are reverse banding it, you are reducing the resistance as you go through the eccentric. Yeah. Fair enough? Fair enough. I think people just think like, because it's getting heavier at the top, it's like the same thing. Yeah. When actually, it's, like you're, it's actually going from harder to hardest, as opposed to like easier to hard. Yeah. You know, so it actually matches the profile a little bit better, especially if you're most likely going to be using that on 
something that's on like a one-to-one ratio like it's as heavy at the bottom as it is at the top yeah it's not you know it's there's someone broke this down um on instagram i can't remember who it was for the life of me there are some intricate differences but they're not exactly the same like banding and banding and reverse banding and like an um where you equal the load are not exactly the same like there are some intricate differences yeah where i don't think oh i band the leg press but everything else is reverse banded so the reason i will reverse band a hack squat for me like my legs are strong like my leg i've got strong legs i've got a weak glass lower back um and my knees are made of glass as well so for me it makes a lot of sense to reduce the pressure on those weaker areas in the bottom as opposed to just have you know uh, average pressure at the bottom and then really like easy load at the top yeah i mean i would have to band i would have to put a fair few bands on a hack squat for me to be challenged at the top whereas i can just put plates on and just reduce the load at the bottom um as for reverse banded smith i'm not, i don't actually really care too much for reverse banded smith nowadays i quite like doing it free bar it feels like a I feel like a goat when I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, because now... <laughs> <laughs> Did now there's some real weight season, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm excited for... Um, I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, same. We're, we're doing... We're on the Cybex uh, high incline press for the first time. Yeah. And it's a really smooth. It's a new one as well. It's not like one of the old ones. I mean, the old one's bang. The old one's amazing, though, yeah. But, yeah, we're excited for it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, how long after starting Anabolics did you believe that you could go pro? Uh, I mean, when I started Anabolics, I believed I could go pro. I'm so glad that's your answer. That's the exact answer I had. Yeah. Before. Um, I, yeah, before. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have. Yeah. We wouldn't have. No. I've always said that, to be fair. Like, I, I wouldn't have touched me if I thought I was still going to have a shit physique when I... No, I phrased that wrong. <laughs> I had a really good natural physique, and therefore I knew that with more muscle, I would be able to compete for my pro card um, and hopefully win it. Um, I've always said the moment I... That was, I thought I could go pro with the assistance of steroids when I was natural. I knew I could go pro when I won my first class um, in uh, in Benidorm. In oh, Spain. yeah. That was when I was like, I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm going to win. Yeah, that, that was Portugal for me. Yeah. I thought I should have won that anyway. As I've said about a thousand times from this podcast. I think you should have as well. <laughs> uh, so, ben- we can phase this question in a couple of ways. Benefits of doing fasted cardio or, or versus post-workout. Um, assisted and non-assisted you him mine and non him mine really so obviously we use your him mine we use uh, drugs that actually work better in a fasted state you use growth hormone in a fasted state you're pumping you know blood sh- you know blood sugar into the well sugar into the blood you know use that a lot along with your him mine use that along with maybe clenbuterol but clenbuterol is not uh, doesn't necessarily need to be in a fasted state you combine those things like you're creating a fat burning environment yeah uh, which will help you if you're not using those things thoughts I think there's benefits to it, um, probably indirect benefits to it, um, just in terms of like what we said earlier about it just feels good. Yeah. Getting up, yeah. getting it done, great. The next thing is, okay, what about your day goes to shit and you haven't done your cardio? Well, now you've got to do it or you've missed it. Get it done first thing, not a problem. Yeah. Um, I think productivity, like there is, a, there is an element of like endorphin release of like exercising. Sure. Um, so I think there's a lot of indi- like indirect benefits. I saw a study the other day, and I'm sure it said that more calories are burned. We're getting called out for studies that we mentioned here, by the way. <sighs> They're like, what are the studies? Show me I'm the going, studies. I'm do-, I, I, do you know what? I don't have them because I read them and I scroll past them. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, see you later. Um, I would, I just always opt for fasted cardio. Yeah. In terms of post-workout, I guess there's a few detriments to that in terms of like, well, I don't know. Is there? I don't know. Again. Heart rate's a little bit higher from training, so calorie burn will be increased. Like, 
I was gonna say it's delaying you from eating, That's but what like what's say. twenty minutes? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, what's half an hour? Like it's not like I'm normally wait an hour and fifteen minutes anyway or longer. Yeah, half the time, so I get back and work for a bit. Yeah, I think it's not optimal to do your cardio post workout. I would also say that I think, generally speaking, I like it away from my performing window as much as possible, because yeah. I want to recover for that performing window. I want to perform in that window. So obviously for us, like we can dictate our day. So we get up and we do it at like six, seven a.m. And then we're training four or five hours later after a meal, after lots of water, after being hydrated and rested. You know, if you're working down to five, it might become a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not optimal, but it's still going to work. There's yeah, yeah. A million ways to Yeah, like the, the difference is like what? Millimeters, 0.01%. Yeah. If that's the only time you can get it done, it, don't worry, it's still going to work. Yeah. Um, Unless we're using thermogenics. Yeah, yes. Um. People asking about your posing song, but you're keeping that quiet, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone posing song. Yeah, good. You're going to have to just wait and cry when you see it. Yeah. It's a sad one, though. I'll tell you that. It's sad and it's slow. And it's not the weekend. Do you think people should... I know we're talking about banning a second. Do you think people should get to a certain level of strength before using it? I I do like that idea. Yeah. I can't explain why. <laughs> I don't have logic <laughs> behind this. This is like the bodybuilder in me. I think there's some merit in... You know, getting naturally strong. I say naturally, I mean not banded strong. Like in that length and range, yeah. handling weight in that length and range. Yeah. Putting your connective tissue under some stress in that length and range rather than like, there, there is something in that for me. Like just going in and banding movement straight away. Like I've seen, with the rise of it, I've seen, honestly, kids with 20 kilos aside on the Smith machine yeah. and a green band on. Because you, you are lifting nothing at the bottom. Yeah. You are lifting nothing at the bottom. Yeah. So I do, yeah, I do believe there is there is some benefit in it. And also, when you're lifting lighter weights and you're getting stronger, that stress on your connective tissue, which we're talking about, you know, joint integrity, connective tissue help, you know, ligament, tendon, you are, you're not at such risk of that. Like yeah. When you start moving four plates aside and whatnot, it's a bit more shitty on your on your joints. But sure. um, yeah, I, I do I do think it would be a good idea. Um, yeah, I do. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, opinion, I don't know, I don't think you do this, uh, but I do this. Opinions on coaches selling generic training programs rather than coaching people individually. Um, As in one-on-one -on -one coaching, because we sell, we have some training as programs. As in like, right? do you sell training programs as well? I've got, yeah, I've just got that one. The oh, okay, training. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So yeah, basically opinions on people doing that. Well, we both do it. <laughs> um, uh, like, do you think, like, do you think it's like morally fine? I think I think selling a training plan as a generic training plan is absolutely fine. Not everyone knows they're getting the same training plan. Yeah. I still think there's fantastic like programming that goes into it. Exactly. Um, and I kind of openly marketed it, which you've done as well, as like a men's physique types type split. Uh, mine was mine was a bit more sort of overall like body growth for maybe someone that's like intermediate. But if if you're one on one coach, if you're telling people you're one on one coaching them and you're giving them the same training program, then yeah, obviously you've got a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're selling a PDF, like you know what you're getting, yeah, you're literally and it's told. super helpful still. Exactly, like the way we build our training programs is is like you probably have access to like for us anyway our exercise library. Yeah, you know you have access to how to perform the exercise. You have access to actually the it's programmed with with like biomechanics in mind. You know it's programmed you know with thinking about your body working because every body works pretty similar, but you know in terms of like or every joint has the same function just depends on those levers that that make the difference you know that's where maybe the the specificity is lost but you know generally speaking there's only so many like good exercises in the book you know yeah and and they're all going to be there explained well so 
have zero problem with doing it. I think it's actually good for a lot of people. It offers a, a lower entry price point for them yeah. to, get, to get, you know, some some good education. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you like uh, what's what's? I guess this is a little bit. We, he's asking now, but we can think of over the last six months. Like, what what body part have you been focusing on, uh, and what have you been doing to improve it? Uh, lower body and like sort of upper back thickness, but yeah, I guess upper back thickness. Yeah. Um, and it's literally just been more frequency. There's been some new novel movements that I've not done in my career before, like particularly like the thoracic extension. Yeah. Moving through that, moving through that plane a lot. Um, and then honestly, with my lower body, just like more volume. Yeah. Um, I did say to Josh the other day, actually, like I, I learned something. I st I'm still learning about lifting, like particularly on legs. I'm still learning about how to just get that internal focus, just turned up a little bit, like a little bit higher. Sure. Um, working out how to get a bit deeper in 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 those movements, yeah. um, which is crazy. So yeah, for me, frequency, intensity's always been there. It's, it's, a, it's a staple. What about you? Um, arms. Yeah, arm. Like just literally, just my upper body. I think uh, my legs are just one of the ones they just grow all right. Like I train them once a week, and they and they grow pretty well. So my goal has always been to fill my, fill out my upper body, arms, delts, chest, back, and I just do more frequency and do more volume of it. Like it's mm. pretty simple. Uh, you just got to be making sure that you're still progressing, you know, like while Joe is training, like touching legs three times a week, isn't it? On times, everything's still progressing. And yeah. that's the key there. Like the volume's at the point where he can recover from it for the next session. It doesn't just mean you go in do 10 sets of 10 every session on quads because you've got to think about recover recoverability. And that's, yeah, you know, but there's something about that frequency, man. And, and someone described it to me where I heard it described on a podcast once. And it's just like, obviously, if you're sending that signal, that signal gets stronger the more often it comes, you know, the more often the body receives it. And, there's something about that just, you know, going to three times a week on something that you go, oh shit, I feel Yeah, difference. 100%. It's very strange. Yeah, I've definitely brought my lower body up quicker than ever with, with that frequency. Um, and it's been mostly, mostly hamstring actually. It's still, for the most period of that time, it's been, quads have been at one day a week still. Yeah. Uh, it's only recently they get hit twice a week, and you've, but even on one day, it's only two sets. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thoughts on Callum Have you heard about Callum Oh man, yeah, it's a sad story, isn't it? I, Horrible. This is like the second story in two months, and obviously this one sounds like it's giving him a spinal injury. It's jumped out of a window. I mean, it's, it's been high. It's really miserable. It's very sad. I wonder whether those like big injuries just crippled his mental state. Yeah, it's really sad just to see the demise of like such a big character as well. Like, he was like the guy, wasn't he? Yeah, for a, for a good while. He was like, didn't he have like a Gucci advert and stuff as well? Like, did he? Yeah, he was in. I'm pretty sure it was Calvin Von Moga. Fucking hell. He was in a Gucci advert. Um, it's it's sad. I don't know what most, more there is to say on it. Don't do drugs, I guess. Especially no. not meth. Especially not meth. Um, for Joe, how how did you learn so much about training before you you left your job? I did it for like eight years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> did it for eight years. Experience, um, time yeah. in the game. Time under the bar, as they say. Um, I've always had a, I've always had um, an appetite for wanting optimal, and finding out what optimal is, and so, I like I, when I was at work, I used to sit there and listen to podcasts about bodybuilding all day. Yeah. I would learn about yeah, supplements. Same. I would learn about training. I would listen to all these people that I've I thought were, actually, I will say as well. There's a there's this is a this is a, a huge thing that I think people should do, and it's kind of hard. It's like you don't know what you don't know. If you're listening to this, you're in the right place. It's about finding where that smart information is and not listening to the shit that's out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I credit a lot of my knowledge to the path that I chose or followed. Um, 
you know, kind of fo like following the same sort of people as Josh, obviously getting the same coach as Josh. You, I used to listen to um, AJ Morris a lot. Yeah, so Who obviously had it filtered down from J JP. These are all like really smart people. Yeah. Um, you know, JP's like kind of revolutionized the whole game, I'd say, in terms of training. So I spent a lot of time learning that. Um, but yeah, aside from that, just time under the bar, doing it. That's what it is, practice. And then when you feel confident enough that you can, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hesitate at taking a pay cut, you know, but live. If you can, if you can guesstimate that you can, uh, that you can do enough to live, I guarantee you, if you take the time that you put into that nine to five job and put it solely into online coaching, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I think the the key is um, being a good. We've said this before, but being a good online coach before being a good businessman, like deliver a good service, like at the very least, because without that, you've got nothing. To be honest, yeah. um, the other thing actually to bear in mind is like it. It really was my like it's been my passion for a long time. So while I was working at John Lewis, I would work. I'd work and train Monday to Friday, and then there was a couple of occasions where I like I travelled up to like Birmingham to go to a muscle mental seminar on the Saturday and Sunday. Got back to work on the Monday, and people were like, "Oh, you're right, Joe. Did you have a good weekend?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I don't even bother like saying it. It was just like what I wanted to do. And I remember sort of sitting there with someone, and they were, so they were like, "That's like amazing that you've done that," you know. And I was like, "Is it?" Yeah. I just wanted to learn, you know. It is. Like, people don't do that. Yeah, people like get stuck in their jobs and think that's it. I listened to um, who, it was a uh, one of the Stephen Bartlett podcasts actually. It was the one with Johnny Wilkinson. And he was saying, which is just, um, have you listened to it? Very good. Podcast. Oh, mate, I listened to it twice. It's absolutely mind-blowing. This guy's awareness is crazy. But he was, um, Stephen asked him sort of, what would you say to those people that are stuck in a job that they don't really like, but they want to do something else? And it's like, well, that you, you know, you do have some time, like do something with that time. If you're in the car, make a call or listen to a podcast, educate yourself. And that's what I did. Like spent all day at work with my headphones in, you know, I was crunching numbers, but really I was listening to what the best supplements are and how to train and then... Yeah. Yeah, um, wherever that time was, I would find it and be as efficient as possible as I could with it. That's it. Um, and then I will say as well, I think like I honestly think having a good coach is one of your going to be one of your best investments ever as an athlete and a coach. I agree because you learn everything. Like you get these documents laid out for you straight away, yeah. and you can decipher what was done for you and why, and hopefully they'll explain it. And like Callum has been an incredible resource. Like yeah, unbelievable. It helps set a standard. And yeah, learn from it for sure. Uh, yeah, the rest of the questions, we'll never leave it. Okay, cool. How long have we been in for? It's uh, 11. It's an hour. Wow, that was a quick hour. It's a very quick hour. A little bit leave it. All right, cool. A little bit leave it. A little bit leave it. Well, we'll be back next week with Tom, won't we? Maybe we can find out about his little Mykonos trip. Yeah, see what happens. I'd love to go to Mykonos right now. Yeah, it'd be nice. I might try and get a little little five day, five days in Spain at some point in the next month. Yeah, I'll be down for that. Got a gym there. Goes out to mum and dad's little villa. Hey, down for that. Have to go over the weekend. Put a big, put a big fat jab could, in and then... Could do a little Dubai trip as well. I was thinking, <laughs> like in my head, I was like, the one place I could go. But it's now May, June. It's oh, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. It ain't worth that. it, mate. Yeah, it's true, it's true. All that travelling as well. I know. Long. We've got to get our money up. That's it. Remember, we've got some big trips to pay for. It's expensive. You get that Cadillac and that Escalade. Bodybuilding is one of the most expensive sports I've ever known. Oh, God. For, for no reward. Yeah, the return. Like for, for an actual direct return on bodybuilding. Return on investment. It's peak. Yeah, it's dog shit. And that's why for most people it's not worth it. Exactly. So there we go. Unless you're a millionaire. Yeah, sweet. We'll leave it there. Cheers, everybody. See you later.